Good evening and welcome. My name is Scroobius Pip and this is a public service announcement. The following episode you're about to listen to is a drunk cast. As ever with the drunk casts, we're getting kind of drunk. There will be some things that are quite offensive. There will be very silly things said. All of it, I assure you, is intended with goodwill and love and passion. But if you are easily offended, maybe skip these episodes. On with the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part three. We're starting to get a little bit tipsy. It's the end of year drunk cast. We're starting to get a bit loose. I hope you've enjoyed part one and part two. If you haven't a lesson yet, go and start at the beginning. Come on the full journey with us. Either in this episode or the next one or the one after, I get the name of a film wrong. I've not even corrected it yet. Uh, let me go and have a look at what the name of the film is. I think I thought it was The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which it's not. It's It was a film with Jason van der Beek. I think it's part four that it actually... Rules of Engagement. Rules of Engagement. I think this comes up actually in part four, but I'm getting... I'm getting ahead of the game. So, um, yeah, apologies for getting a thing wrong. I don't like to do that. SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com, Patreon.com forward slash ScroobiusPip, Twitch.tv forward slash ScroobiusPip, yo. This is part three of the Drunk Cast. I genuinely apologise for all that is to come. There's some tears to come. There's some mayhem and laughter, but there's some tears to come. So um, keep tuning in. Yeah, this is part three. Let's go. Right, well, we are back for part three. Chris is eating crisps. Stu is on his phone. Sorry. <laughs> what are you looking at, mate? I'm not just posting a little picture of us. You're posting a little picture of us, mate. I'm going to eat um, the last of the of oh, the little the... Cr- Christmas cakes. I got. They were very scrummy Christmas yeah, cakes. Easter cake. Sorry, would you like it, no, mate? I'm, I've had more than no, you. No, no, I'm going to take have, it. No, no, because I had two of those other lovely chalky ones. I'm popping it there for you, mate. That's for you. Do you want? No, I was going to say shit. We don't need to share it. No, that, feel, no, that's for feel you, weird mate. Weird about sharing something like that. Yes, Stu Turl always gets annoyed if people are ordering a takeaway and someone's like, "Oh, should we share a side or share this and that?" He's like, "Fucking just get your own." No, yeah, yeah. Get mine, what, what food will you share and what won't you? I won't share. I don't. I can't share like a bowl of ice cream. That <laughs> no, that, that's ridiculous. What kind of animal would ever go? Oh, I know oh. with your missus though. Actually, often I'll be having ice I'll cream. Only, and... I will. Yeah, I draw the exception to Molly, but it, sometimes she's had to talk me around on that. Sometimes mm. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to because you. I uh, just think you're putting your spoon back in like liquid. It's, there's something about it that doesn't just doesn't mm. go well. But with Mine's your girlfriend, more just I want all the ice cream. <laughs> I wouldn't so, share a sausage. One of the questions, <laughs> mouth to mouth. One of the questions on Instagram was, "What could you? What if you had to eat your body weight in a particular food in one week? What would you choose?" And mine mm-hmm. was instantly ice cream because mm-hmm. that's easy because I've just not got a limit on ice cream. Nando's chips, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Mm. Hot dogs. Mm. Hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs. Um, with the bun with or the just bun. the sausage? Just, e- swallowing them, just swallowing them whole. Like, those, uh... It's like a <laughs> seagull. <laughs> 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 Oak. Oak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, we used to do the food challenges where we used to get, mm. like, fucking pallet load of fucking cream eggs and we'd mm. done the 
pizza up buff, how many slices you can eat. And well, then... we, me and I just mentioned Stu Tell, when we both worked in Basildon, we'd l- line up our lunch breaks and go, me, Stu Tell and Steve French, we'd go to, to pizza up buffet and have scores. So y- y- your breadsticks and stuff like that are only half a point, but yep. a slice is a point. Mm. And yeah, we'd see how many we can, can it's get a dangerous through. Game. Did it roll off? It's not a way to enjoy food, lads. No. I've realised in time we'd all come rest, out of that feeling fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. we'd feel terrible. All the rest of your day. Um, I don't know. As a kid, you bounce back much quicker than you. It's a working an c- class thing, though. The whole kind of you need to eat as much as you can get because it's free or because you paid for it, rather than than looking out for your health or. Mm. or I think or it's just a greedy prick thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Where are we going? Uh, what what are we, we talking about? No, you said you were going to start. I did the with... big reveal of, of my surgery. Yeah, I've not talked about this anywhere. I told both of you guys because I yeah. knew I wanted to talk about it here. But yeah, yeah. in August, I had a hair transplant, mm. which Drew found hilarious as the hairiest person he knows, <laughs> having m- 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 more hair put in. But um, yeah, it's something I thought about for a bit. And I what kind of pushed me over the line was hearing Us Nick talk mock about you it. For balding. Well, no, Nick talk about it. You, 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 your mate, Nick, he talked about it. When he was on your podcast, was it? He talked about it somewhere. I'm yeah. sure he talked about it to you. Mm. And that really highlighted that it's a, a normal thing. And it's a weird one because I don't know if I've got, if I've, if I've gone particularly more bald than I was before. Like at school, I remember being picked on because I've always had a, a large crown. So I only had on the, on the, on the top of my head. <laughs> Sorry. 100%. Did you picture like a royal crown then when he said that? <laughs> yeah. No, like a large crown there. Or, uh, yeah. So, but. I I found I was, I was joking with the people at the surgery about this. I was like, "Has there been like a spike in recent years?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's become far more normalised, and we think it's because more people just see it as okay. And if you've got a problem with yourself and you can fix it, um, then why not?" Um, and I was like, "It's because of ring cams. Mm-hmm. Every time I come up on my fucking ring cam, because it's right over your edge, mm-hmm. shining a spotlight on you. I look like the." Baldest cunt in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I see that every time I pop out to put the bins out or mm-hmm. get a parcel. Um, so I completely <laughs> think it's that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's something that had played on my mind a bit. And when I shoot in debris, they would do a bit of powdering because if we're doing these overhead shots. And because I'm quite white and pale anyway, mm. so it stands out more, I guess. Mm. So they'd kind of powder a bit. And it brought it to my attention more. So I looked into it and I wanted to hold off. I've reached out to, I think I told you the name, it's Capital Hair mm-hmm. Res- Solutions, I think. And they're like, they've got they've got one in Brentwood. Mm. Or, yeah, in Brentwood. So I popped over and, and, ch- and chatted with him. And he was a nice lad. He had a great sell because he get, he takes out this book and we've been chatting for ages and he takes his book and like, here's someone before, here's after, here's before, here's after. Here's someone after. before and here's when they didn't get it done. They're dead now. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. he gets one, he goes, here's the before and that's me. I'm the after. Mm. And he's got this amazing head of hair mm. and he looks, mm. it, it looks great. So I sold on it and they saw, like I followed them and that and they're mm. like, you've got a lot of f- f- followers now. Maybe we could do some kind of mm. deal. And I said no at the time because I was like, I want to, I want to talk about it, number one, when I'm comfortable to talk about it, yeah. because I think all of these things should so be an individual important. choice. So I was like, I don't want to do it when I'm not comfortable talking about it. Um, and number two, I don't want to sway how I feel about it or how I feel it went mm. by thinking, oh, I got it for free or I got it mm. cheap. So it was still quite r- r- reasonable. But um, I think I went in too relaxed about it mm. but because I went in excited. I was like, it's going to be fucking yeah. like, because science is amazing. Yeah. Like I was buzzing over the science of it. And what happened on the day, th- 
they numbed up my head and that bit was painful because there's mm. like got jabs loads in of injections in your head and that was horrible. And you're laying on your front for about half hour, which is weirdly mm. uncomfortable if you're not in bed and spreading out mm. or whatever mm. and can't move. But then I was all numbed up and I popped on the Woodstock documentary on Netflix. <laughs> so I watched all three parts of that mm. and they removed... 4,000 hairs. From your fingers. From from like a strip at the back of my head, so it's kind of unnoticeable because there's loads of hair there. And then it's in three parts. But they numb you up and they remove... So it's like it's 2,000 actual bits... But there'll be a few that are three hairs, a lot that are one hair, so and a few they, that are two they, hairs. So do they remove them uh, one at a time? They Obviously remove not. it one at a time as Fuck, a little, really? like with the skin. So it's a little thing. Oh, and so they've then got a tray Jesus with a little Christ. thing of skin and a little hair in it. So they put out the skin too. And then the the the, the uh, so that's done by like the the helpers, mm. and then the surgeon comes in, and he's the gardener. He makes all the holes. So, so he made over 2,000 holes in my head and they'll only do it in the right places and where there's mm. not hair mm. already mm. because it can stop other hair growing mm. and stuff like that. So I'm sitting there for like an hour or 90 mm. minutes. This guy's just going... And you can hear it and feel it going into your head. Um, Was that when he's, he's planting them? He's there? making the holes. Yeah. So he's oh, just like, making he's the holes now. He's just making... The, the holes there because he's choosing the patterns. Mm. It has to go mm. go with the natural pattern of your hairline mm. or this kind of thing. Did he come on it on your massive crown? Um, I didn't look around. I thought he said, I genuinely thought you said, Did he come on your massive on your massive crown? I now realize you said, Comment on my massive crown, but mm. no. Um, and then the, then the others come in and he helps, and all three of them are planting and they're just putting them all in <laughs> and they're putting all these. these a little bits in and then you get bandaged up mm-hmm. and then it's like right for two days is it two days or more it might be three days you you can't bend over you can't cause, bend over because things can fall out so, so you have to keep your head upright like you have to sleep you still have the bandages on yeah yeah you've got the basic bandages on but, but that bit I think is kind of exposed all the time yeah so the bandages are around this bit the bit that they've taken the hair from because that's all wrapped up the top bit it's kind of open and it's there. And they sh- sh- shave your head first. So it's, it's really short hairs. Yeah. And that spun me out a bit. I did it. I, I had it all done. I was like, this is great. And then I had the talk through afterwards and that fucking got in my head a bit because there is a lot. It's like a two-week thing. If you can't do this, you've got to sleep with a, a, a neck pillow and be upright for t- 10 days or, f- mm-hmm. or 14 days. You can't roll over. You can't lay down. You can't bend over you can't touch your head you've got to spray it with this stuff Mm -hmm. but if you bang it it could be a problem you can't put a hat on for the first three weeks or something or two weeks (laughs) so that was the first bit of me starting to spin out Mm. a bit because i was like yeah i haven't taken this seriously i haven't thought about the fact it's four thousand bits of surgery or or whatever so that spun me out a bit But, but but my old man was wicked he picked me up B was amazing, kind of just looking after me and that. But even that, like, I get home and Finley's jumping about, and I'm like, right, I can't lean over to him. And I've got to try and calm him down and keep upright. 
and he can't go anywhere near my head. And that was my birthday week, so we went away to a cottage, and that was all kind of planned, because I was like, I'd rather go somewhere just private so I can relax a bit and not be thinking about, I'll bump into people. and Because I said, I had no intention to keep it a secret, because I think it's a a positive thing if you can do things that make you feel more comfortable. But control. (laughs) Like, Mm. everyone talks about how open I am on the podcast Mm. or in music or whatever, but that's because I get to choose overall what I'm open about mm. and choose when I'm open about it. So mm. uh, we went away to this amazing Airbnb in Wales and man, that week was fucking rough. Like l- lack of sleep, pain, headaches, all that kind of thing. And all, all natural, but you add lack of sleep to anything and it just makes it all just fucking 10 yeah, times so- worse. I'm proper miserable. I'm proper like... This was really hurting more than I was expecting. I'd heard, again, exactly as you were saying, Chris, I'd heard of a couple of people who were like, the first two days are rough. After that, you're basically back you to normal. Yeah. I wasn't. No. After the two weeks... And you compare yourselves to them as well. Yeah, you, like after the two weeks, great. Literally forgot about it. But in all that time, you can't sh- 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 shower or get water on your head. You can't do anything. So it was really odd. I just felt just, yeah, the pain was more than I was expecting on that. But I said, after that, it was a breeze. Like when you get to actually... Like have a shower and mm. the scabs all come off and all that kind of thing. Oh, because that's like? not allowed. Like you're not allowed to touch, touch it, it for no. two weeks. They have to it's naturally mad. fall off. Yeah, or they have to just breakfast. be there. Right. Or they have to just be there. Like yeah. they're they're not going to fall off. It's not until the two weeks when you get to go and. So have when a shower you shower, the then, is that how the scabs? Fall yeah, off? and then they continue coming off for like a few weeks after that. So did your head look like a tortoise shell for a bit? Like a bit. Oh, actually, this is the best bit. One, I tell you. So. I reckon he did, don't he show did me this any, as a joke. Don't show me any of your massive crowd. You'll love this. It's disgusting. So I reckoned, I was like, right, it's mainly here, like in the crown, mm. but then there's a little <laughs> bit in the in the middle. If I have a part and it's quite a prominent yeah, part, and so yeah. I was like, a little bit there maybe. So he did it and I took a picture and it's like that. <laughs> Dick and balls. It's a cock and balls. He's, drawn a, he's literally drawn a cock and balls on my head That's in amazing. the little injections. Wow. But, but yeah, that was like four thousand hairs planted. Wow! Um, no wonder in my little bald head. And then you, yeah, they tape it up <laughs> and all this. And again, obviously, I went in with a full head of hair. But yeah. I was, again, yeah, on that yeah, front, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, yeah. I've had shaved my head a load of times. Yeah. It's not the end of the I world. So I wasn't. I can't help whenever I see someone out on with that. this. Um, like I've seen guys who've just had it done on the train, and it's so fascinating to me and I it takes every ounce of my willpower not to just want to just go up to him and go sorry mate can I just stare at your head well, for an hour that's why I wanted to talk about it a bit but because I said I think as a scientific thing it's fascinating because yeah. yeah, I said yeah, I genuinely yeah. loved it once I was numb yeah. like the dude was like yeah, yeah. turn the TV up a bit because yeah. it can be quite an unpleasant feeling and sound because you can't yeah. feel but you can kind of feel and hear just all these holes in your head. But I think yeah. the science is the amazing. Quite thick, isn't on it? the kind of r- r- reveal of it, I don't Look know if that. it's done the thing yet. Because the hair grows through and then falls out, doesn't it? It grows through and then falls out. And really, they say, so I'm on five months now. Mm. And really, it's six to 12 months is when you're meant to really see the difference. Mm. So at first, you will feel it's got worse because the hairs that were there all fall out. Yeah, yeah. So then you're like, oh, fuck, I've had all this done, it's gone wrong. <laughs> At the moment, I don't know if, if you can see or tell right, much, I, I, I can, you, it looks a mess. You wouldn't have seen or told much anyway, because I'm six foot four, so yeah, people yeah, don't yeah, know. And yeah. like you've yeah, mentioned, yeah. like, well, yeah. when you and I discussed it, you were like, yeah, I've got a bit of stuff, but it's like, yeah. no one knows or sees yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's being told. Um, oh, it looks good, man. Because of being told. But I said, it's interesting, and 
Yeah, I just thought it's it's fascinating. It's a weird one. My review is, I guess we'll wait and see if it works. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's said, worked, right. I think it's hard to tell. But it, again, you wouldn't have noticed particularly anyway because uh, he, like, as as his his thing when he looked was like, well, this is good because you've got a really thick head of hair in general. Like yeah. it's not like you're yeah. thinning in yeah, general. Yeah, like yeah, you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. a lot of hair, so it should be good. But. Yeah. I said I'm not always looking at the back of my yeah, head. Yeah, that yeah. I know that if it's coming through, it'll probably be a thin version of coming through now, and then that'll get yeah. thicker and thicker. But it also meant I've got a wicked co- a collection of caps now. <laughs> I bought true. loads of really good caps yeah, yeah, because, yeah. again, particularly in the growing out period mm. of a shaved head anyway, mm. shit. Yeah. And mm. I'm streaming now, as we yeah. discussed. Mm. It's like, mm. I didn't tell anyone I'm streaming. I, I was like, oh, I've got a week off mm. from my birthday. And then I came back when I was comfortable with just a shaved head and was just like yeah. yeah I've shaved my head it's not a big deal but yeah. then after that I was like I'm putting caps on all the time because yeah. I feel weird being growing out hair or bald mm, or yeah. where it was starting to come through and I could kind of notice if I lean forward there's bits that are clearly still scarred and all yeah. that kind of thing so yeah I've would, you, my would you have collection. it done I mean you've all, you, you've got quite thick hair haven't you like same as Pip though and, like mm. Marcus the Crown oh my uh, god yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, never do that again. But yeah, yeah. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, bro. That was for comedy. Uh, 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 I was falling off my chair and shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought you'd fallen off. Jamie, you no. stacked it. I was doing it in a shot. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the acting lesson's paid off, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd 100% get it done. Mm. Like, I was literally talking to Molly about this the other day. I said, I thought the guys I went years. to were the bollocks. I thought they were really good. And they were, he was really, he was like, look, I don't want to hard sell you on anything. Yeah. But my kind of thought was, I tried a few of them mm. jelly baby type things that you can get them in to mm. stimulate hair growth mm. and all that. I was like, I didn't see a difference because, as you say, I've got a really thick head of hair mm. anyway. Mm. So it's not, it's a very specific area. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Similar to weight loss, you can't really target specific no, areas. Yeah, so yeah. I said, I've tried this stuff. I tried the cream or, or whatever it was or some oil thing, and mm. I didn't did, didn't mm. notice any difference. But I'm not keeping a good eye on it, so mm. I could cut through the kind of. My, you don't have to hard sell me. I want to mm. go for that. Mm. But my mate was doing the tablets, mm. uh, and and my Can that lower your uh, mate you know, sex drive. Like it, it 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 messed my mate up, and my hairdresser had the, the tablets as well and he said he'd never once struggled with his mental health and he said within about two months of time he was suicidal. Wow. Because he <laughs> heard that a few yeah. times but it's really individual. It's really it's your testosterone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ain't about yeah. that. But I I um I remember being about twenty seven and I remember it was weird we were on a uh we, we were at the Great Escape of all things. I used to love going to the Great Escape. Great great festival there. Mm-hmm. Um, Brighton. Yeah, and um, I remember getting out of the shower with a bunch of babes. <laughs> I remember getting out of the shower and looking looking in the mirror and the light was shining down on my head. And uh, although my, I've got to give uh, my, my fiancé the credit for this uh, this nickname, Cress Glasson, because he looked like I had a Cress head. Because it was just like, it's like in that, about the light bounces off your hair and you see it, it's so thin. And I was like, fuck, that's your mortality. And you think your hair is a self-image. And I, 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 I've always had terrible hair. Like it's, it just grows. It doesn't, doesn't grow in a particularly good way. So... For me, I don't think like, like someone like Mark who, who who's lost his hair. For him, Mark had gorgeous hair. He was mm. a very handsome man. So for him, it must have been even more ca- worrying because he went almost fully bald, um, and then did a skinhead because I 
anyway, he don't need to hear that Bullied story. him too much. Bullied him a little. I didn't. I just caned him because he was being That's the same to thing. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and for a long while, I, I, for, not for a long while because I can't stick to anything for very long. For a couple of months, I used some of that like thickening shampoo and mm-hmm. it didn't work. And I was in a little bit of a panic. And then I did come to acceptance and I guess most, most men do or, or any human being who goes through some form of physical change that is almost irreversible. And now I'm happy, and actually, weirdly, I'm happy because my hair kind of thinned at 27 and then has really slowly thinned since then. Like I sometimes see pictures that my partner lovely takes while I'm watching TV and goes, oh, that was a you're bit fucked. Of, of what I had <laughs> since we've got Finley because B will be right. taking pictures of me playing with Finley, which will generally mean my head's yeah, down. Yeah. That's when I started noticing more and more. Like I don't, and I said, I'm not a fan of pictures of myself anyway. All the pictures I post of Finley are of him and his own yeah. or, or things like that. But that was, was, was something as well. If, you, if you've got a partner that for some reason yeah. keeps catching pictures it's of you, it can make you go, oh. Society in this day and age, you'd have never seen, like 15, 20 years ago, no one was seeing those pictures. And, I and now it, I think it's really interesting. because I see think, that version of yourself. I think there's two things here. I think number one... <laughs> Be comfortable with yourself. Be One comfortable way, in your yeah, own yeah, skin whatever or whatever. But if there's something that is repeatedly getting to you a bit mm. and you can fix it or can afford to fix mm-hmm. it or whatever else, then I don't think there should be any shame in that. I, it's, I why, it's, what said, it's why I was like, I want to talk about it on the drunk cast because I know that we'll have a proper conversation about it and it won't be kind of a taboo as such because, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, very complicated uh, thing that as well, like self-image and how yeah, you feel and self-worth. Really. And we talked about it a bit on the last dr- mm. a drunk cast, I think, on body image and all that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. all of us at points have mm. kind of been like, ah, oh, fuck, I hate, mm. <laughs> hate mm. looking in the mirror mm. or whatever. It's like, it's ridiculous, but... It just reminds me what everyone else is missing out on. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but um, like, I've got friends who've had, you know, breast implants or partners mm. or, or whatever. And... Um, I don't know. A girl who I thought was flawlessly attractive mm. in my youth uh, hated her self-image, like really had Mad, body dysmorphia, yet she was the kind of person who there wasn't – she was a good mate of mine and there wasn't really any one of my mates who didn't meet her and then at some point – well, actually, you never did this and I'm sure you met her, uh, Pip, but most of my other mates would say to, would meet her and then at some point I knew – would say to me, put in a good word, because she she was. I just, reckon she I know was, who you're yeah, talking she about. She was instantly. so she's so hot. Yeah, and she had uh, breast implants, and she never mm. felt any different. She was, you know, she still had like the self esteem issues and and all that um, cracking tits before and after, <laughs> and um, uh, and and yet then I've had partners who were literally, and this I've I've had this on multiple uh, occasions, mm. and it's just a really sad thing that um, regardless of who you know whether you're male or female what problems issues you have with your genitals or breasts but I've had partners as I say more more than one female who is terrified of taking their bra off Mm. And at points, what, what she's laughing. <laughs> That's because of it's like around you, partners, not strangers, <laughs> right? <laughs> not, that. not strangers in a in a toilet cubicle in a train station. Take it off. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> are terrified? They're like really, really ashamed, and uh, uh, you know, really, and and I. Uh, and one of those partners had a breast implant, had a breast implant, <laughs> Just one. had breast, had breast implants. And she, again, she was like really, like really cracking, beautiful. 
and she had breast implants and it actually did resolve the insecurity mm. there. And it's funny because, so so when, when we start this conversation, it's like, it is different strokes for different folks. Like, nuanced, it, isn't it? It's yeah. very nuanced. Like some people, it really, it can be the solution. And for other people, it's not answering the, the core problem. And knowing what that is, is is so important. And, and learning yeah. to be happy with your body. And as you say, can you make the call? Like I say this often to Molly, like about, um, I'm quite moly, world record moly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Molly's like, what are you going on about? Because sometimes... A cracking I... set of tits ain't going to sort that out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's not rule it out. Hear him out. Come on. Hear come him on. out, Stu. Don't shoot him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> I've, had, I've got my designer penis now and I want a set of tits. Out. All right? Um, and I do say to her, like, I've done some very strange things. You know, I've <laughs> removed moles with... Years ago, I removed them with um, some, like, blood walk cream. And that yeah, scarred good, me. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was just because I didn't, I, I, you know, as I said earlier, I'm not very good at, you know, repetitively applying cream to things that need to be. But I would probably remove remove a few of my moles. And it's not mm. because I hate my body or particularly hate my moles. I'm very accepting of it. And a few years ago, you went to see a surgeon, didn't you, about I having have, it all I've, removed? I've, I've had to have some removed because of cancer worries. Yeah. And I have spoken, and you're right, I have spoken to um, surgeons. That's right, I, I forgot about that, Stuart, yeah. about... Uh, having them removed but the cost was so extortionate and mm. I wasn't like this doesn't keep me up at night and again I'm very very lucky with my partners think, very kind partners who have never been like Ugh! you know they've just mm. been like I don't really give a shit about your moles and like, when you look at my naked body which it's I recommend disgusting. it's very moly mm. it is like Horrible. you know it's like Damien mm. Hurst has dipped a, you know he's painting you know he's, yeah. he's brushing brown paint and just flung it at me yeah. so I'm not it's I don't really feel I've been very lucky with my partners that they haven't been judgmental it's probably but, Jackson Pollock but yeah. is he Jackson yeah, Pollock Hurst does Pollock. that no look at loads of, uh, yeah he's done loads of shit like that Rose he puts come. like a cow in a <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking no, 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 he's done loads of... Uh, anyway, anyway, I think I, I think you're completely right. And I've, I've, I've had this discussion a few times recently, mm. and I think with body image stuff, and the thing that annoys me is you, your Rogans of the world will say, you've got to do something about it, you, you've got to get healthy. And I think that can be really one-dimensional, mm. like a, a very straightforward... They will say, well, we're, he said before, fat-shaming in a way, it's for someone's own good, it's for their own health and things like that, which I don't agree with because no. equally... I think it leads to that person eating yeah, more. or anyway. being overweight can be bad for your health, but I don't know anyone who does who's done BJJ for, for a long length of time who hasn't had neck and spine injuries. <laughs> so if we're, if, we're ta- if we're ruling things out for the good of people's health, yeah. then let's get rid of BJJ. I don't agree yeah. with that either. But yeah. I do think the thing I've kind of come to say is if you've got some body image stuff, you need to do the work to resolve that. Mm. And that can either be physical work or mental work. Mm. And b- both are absolutely fine. Either you do the mental work mm-hmm. to become comfortable with yourself and to love yourself, mm. or you go, oh, actually, I, I want to change this. It's within my grasps. I'll do the exercise. I'll do this. I'll do that to do the f- the physical work. And <clears> as I said, I don't think either is better or worse. Yeah. They're both options. Uh, bizarrely. You can I, do both. Both bizarrely, can Bizarrely, I think ultimately it becomes that they almost walk hand in hand yeah. with each yeah. other. Like, and it doesn't, and it doesn't almost matter what one you start first. Yeah. I yeah. think one begots the other yeah. either way. And, yeah. and, and I think uh, I've been banging on about this book or this audio book for fucking ages now, but James Clear's, uh, a book Atomic Habits is right. just I, I honestly 
<clears throat> what we've had is that, that dickhead, that's Rishi Shunak, sorry, mm-hmm. um, going on about, you know, you need to study maths till you're 18. And, and like, principally, I actually think maths is quite a useful skill throughout your life. I and agree. I'm, not, I'm, 100%, I'm not saying I'm 100% against that, but I just wanted to call him a dickhead. But I do also think that our education system has been perverted for a long time in, in, in terms of what is what our kids need to learn. What's important? I tell you, who's been speaking well on this for years. Yeah, yeah. Is James McAvoy just right, talking about right, the importance right, yeah, of the arts, yeah, yeah. particularly for working class yeah, kids? Yeah, 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 yeah. For working class kids, you're kind of told you need to get a trade and you yeah, need to do this yeah, and do that and just earn m- m- money. Whereas, if you so many people who have excelled in the arts from working class backgrounds yeah. have done amazingly yeah. well and done really good, and yeah. the arts brings in so much money for our our nation, yeah. you know, as as and our economy. And it's really tunnel vision to go, maths is the solution. You all need to do maths. It's like, no, that's, that's, so that's it's a great option. I, I said, I disagree with the whole, oh, they never teach us how to do our taxes and our mortgages yeah, yeah, work. It's like, yeah, yeah. mate, you've got your whole life to get bored of that I, shit. It's I horrible. Think, I think it's important to go, well, let's look at physics and something you might n- ne- never need, but maybe you will and maybe yeah. you'll go down that route. And, Art and all sorts yeah. of things. I think, I think the youth should be finding what ignites I th- you. I think Not till you're 18. Being, <laughs> I think being exposed to all that is, is super important. But I also think that we don't teach kids important things. Like, like and this book, uh, like, like life, life skills. And atomic, First aid. In, 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 well, that's a really good shout, Stop mate. Stop yeah. shouting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Atomic Habits, he, his whole thing of how he came to, how he came to start doing it and whatnot is is. It's fascinating, mm. and it would teach anyone how you can, if, if how to build a lifestyle that, that you want, but not through like these mad pressures that everyone else says. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about that in terms of uh, things like even like weight loss, or you know, and how, how counterproductive things like such as like fat shaming are to yeah. the individual who might be overweight. Like objectively, that person is in a situation between overweight to morbidly obese. Uh. And, you know, your comments might be, so <laughs> my hand is accidentally <laughs> pointing towards Stu. But, but, like, your comments might, like, and, you know, Joe's intent, Joe Rogan's intent might come, obviously comes from generally uh, he's attempting to do good and he's got it sussed on what he thinks is the right way. That's what, mm. what we all do. It's called relative truth. But... It's, it can be damaging. But James James Clear's book, I think for any human being and any kid, it should be taught at school about how to slowly adjust things in your life. And it's not about the end result. It's about just those tiny microscopic changes you can make in every day. But he goes so deep into the, the psychology of it. I love it. I'm getting that a bit drunk now. But honestly, I, I, you, you, it's weird. When I hear the book, sorry, yeah, go uh, Dave, I'll, go I'll go let you talk in a second. Go ahead, go ahead. But when I hear it, it's funny because you know that people will naturally... You, out of the thousands of people you might meet in your life and, and your close-knit family, you will know the, the odd individual who has just come across mm. a lot of the stories and you are that person. That's one of the most interesting things yeah, about yeah, yeah. acting classes is mm. when they'll teach you stuff mm. and you go, oh, right, I already do that. Mm. Mm. Like, that's already something I've taken act on naturally. Like and Yeah, act like I can. Mm. But on, on the fitness <laughs> front, I honestly think the absolute key to fitness is f- f- finding something that you actually enjoy. So for no. Stu, going and kickboxing or whatever else, yeah. something that you're going to be looking forward to rather than dreading. And the example I always give, and again, this is this will be a perfect run for Chris, and it will, you'll both find it hilarious, mm. the thought of it, but 
uh, when I was in Canada f- f- filming and I didn't have access to much stuff or equipment stuff, for my cardio, because I couldn't go to gyms or anything, I'd pop on the Beyonce concert on Netflix and it's like 90 minutes or two hours long and I would dance my ass off <laughs> in my little Airbnb. Who and again, runs world? And again, that's fucking, it's a fucking amazing cardio. If you think of how much... <laughs> If you if you if you think Chris, if you had had a heart rate monitor on in some of the club nights, yeah. imagine the calories that you've burnt off. Yeah, I mean, you're probably drunk and back with booze over the night. But if you want to get yeah, but if you've done fifteen hundred meters running away from the old bill at the end of most nights, didn't you? If, if you want to do cardio and get really bored by going out and running or dread doing this. Pop some kind of concert on or music on and spend an hour just getting your heart rate really yeah. high. That's fucking good cardio. Yeah. And there's all things like that that people go, oh, just the gym is horrible. Or I don't want to go or I don't yeah. want to go out in the cold or whatever else. It's like find something that you're going to go, I look forward to that, that mm. once a week, no one's in, I pop on some fucking sad indie. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work for you, Stuart. It'll be too low yeah. tempo. Lower your heart rate. Just... Sidestepping from side, side to side. Just thinking he's Doc Martin. For an hour. Yeah, maybe not. Just pop a cardio on and start me working. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't yeah. anywhere near as interesting as your my favourite workout of yours in Canada is by far when you went and bought them kettlebells. Yeah. I have told so many people that story. I told that story on um, Spencer Kite, this amazing MMA journalist, invited me on his podcast this week. And he was asking about Canada and that story came up. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> so good. Just walked for over an hour with two kettlebells. Well, that's a nice uh, segue into something you want to discuss, which is uh, uh, Stuart Whiffin, MMA journalist. Yes, Stuart Whiffin, MMA journalist. I noticed, I noted this because it was fucking a beautiful thing that it's within this year, really, that you've attended UFC events as media and been <laughs> there weird, and it? been there like Can with the like... other journalists and with Dana White there and all this kind of thing. Yeah. How's that been, man? Because again, it's the it's beautiful because that's something that we've talked about every drunk cast for yeah. years as just drunk idiots. And now you, you're sat there in a nice shirt and that and you've got your recording stuff and all that. And, you've, and a lanyard. And a lanyard. You're there <laughs> as media. How's that that's been? so cool. It's, yeah, I completely forgot about that happening this year really but yeah that's fucking crazy that's because I spend the whole year prepping for this know, fucking podcast <laughs> uh, yeah well, I, like, for those that don't know um, I set up an MMA podcast with the actor Blake Harrison uh, and through Blake's having a, pro, a profile of, of such we managed to get some some fighters on and, and the podcast gained a bit of traction and then we got invited to UFC London, and and we got asked if we'd like to attend as media. And so we went to the media day and we interviewed all the fighters. And then when it got to the event, we, yeah, it was it was crazy. The first one, Blake, was, was cage side. The second one, I was cage side. And then afterwards, we then interviewed the fighters after the fights. And yeah, it, it was bananas. Mad, Absolutely right? bananas. Just yeah, being a completely proper part uh, of all of it. Yeah, and, 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 and not just UFC, Cage Warriors as well has been a highlight. Just getting to be involved in that and getting to speak to and, and seeing the fighters coming through and going up into the UFC and oh, super exciting, you yeah. know, and, and getting to speak to people that people would know like Paddy the Baddy mm. and, like, and seeing him become 
a big, you know, a, 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 a popular name and, you know, and speaking then, to... And then become an unpopular name. Yeah, keep <laughs> yeah. going. We can move on. But, we don't have to go into that. <laughs> but, like, I literally, I got a message from, from Blake yesterday just saying there's something happening, a, a lands into John O'Groats charity thing that some fighters are doing and, and we're interested in, in going along. And, right on the edge. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the one. And uh, <laughs> But, yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, really, really, really mad mad thing to just be I mean we've we've gone to UFCs before I was going to say Chris as something that came up in the interview I did with, with Spencer Kite you, you came with me as press to that first UFC <laughs> yeah, right because yeah, yeah. So I'm cool. sure Stu and Ian lanyard. sat in in the, in the stands is, is that right did you did you come along to that still the one no. that was early UFC I, I know Ian where we came, went with Tom Hardy did Ian um, come like Ian went with someone and, and you and me were in the press bit yeah, and we were yeah. in the in the little bar with, it, with you, Rampage yeah, 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 and yeah. others and then that event was yeah. Damian Meyer t- tapping out Charles Sonnen yeah. and like on the undercard mm. I think the third card fight on the card was Junior DeSantos knocking out Stefan Struve yeah wow Diego Sanchez and Joe Daddy Stevens oh, at the at, really at, cool. at the top of the card. Um, Nate Marquardt on there, Terry Etim, Dan Hardy as the co-main event. Um, yeah, and that was it's as press. Crazy. And again, it was a really weird one because it's it's something that you and Blake have talked about somewhere. a bit. Hmm. I've got it somewhere. I talked about it, it last night on this podcast. Was it made me realise quite quick I'm not MMA media because we were backstage in this little thing, and they're like, mm. right, we have got Rampage coming in. We got this guy coming in. We got this guy coming in. You can have a bit of time with them. And I was saying to Chris, the prelims are about to start. Yeah, I don't want to be back here. Talk like I yeah. love Rampage and I love all these fights, mm. but I want to be watching the fights. So yeah. we kind of bailed early. Yeah. And then it turned and out the ring girls weren't even doing the prelims. Yeah. What? <laughs> Waste of time. But yeah, it's mad. But um, or, or, or let's have a bit of an MMA se- a section then. And I want to start with. A downer. Um, me and Blake talked about this briefly in the chat. How me and Blake spent most of our lives as Millwall fans, Mm. and both of us have kind of walked away from that a little bit because it's become increasingly hard to justify. Like it's, I've had years of going, oh, all the any any racism and things like it's a it's a a vocal minority, and you get to a point where you're like, well, it's been a vocal minority for the thirty years I've been giving. going so either it's not a minority or we don't care enough to get rid of that vocal minority it's kind of it it starts to become and again I think Mill have been mistreated so much over the years but we won't go into big details there but but I've definitely stepped away as a supporter because of that is it because they're not racist enough or a bit of both Um, but me and Blake were talking about how we've gone from that to another sport that becomes increasingly hard to justify yeah, really outside is. of it. Like, so when the president yeah, of the com- the biggest company in it is caught on v- video smacking his wife in the f- face on a night out, and yeah. he's not had to retire or step down or be suspended especially, or anything so far. Because think of any other yeah, sport or any yeah, other company, yeah, if the manager or director of a football club was on, on video smacking up his wife on New Year's Eve. Probably they would have if it to was step FIFA. down. What does this prove, though? The, the difference in here... Oh, we so spoke about this at length, didn't I, we? we? I went, yeah, we went into one on this. And um, the, the difference is, not a positive difference, by the way, and again, not ju- justifying it, um, is that he's he's so plugged into the whole thing, mm. he's, he's virtually untouchable. He's not, though. You know he's I mean? not. He used to be like well, before yeah, it got bought. Got... Now it's got bought. He's just a guy. Like he's, he would be easy to 
the, I, think, I think the thing that, that gets I me is people paper, saying, oh, yeah, on... yeah, but his wife hit him first. It's like, yeah, I don't think she, she, she should be president of the UFC either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of them yeah, should be yeah, president yeah, of the UFC, yeah, yeah, but I don't yeah, care yeah. on your justifications. Yeah, yeah, the dude should yeah. fucking go. I, I, He's a scumbag. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, 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 I think on paper it sounds like it's easy to go, but I think his, his power... Power is is judged in many ways, yeah. and, I, and I don't think power is um, always has to be position. Yeah. And I think that that's the position, and I think the power is the position he holds, and I think that's the problem. And I'm not so it's well, mad, I don't, I don't it's think so. Right. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's saddening, and so I ended up. I rarely comment on YouTube. Yeah. And I watched the video because I didn't know what had happened. And me and she got into this. I didn't know what happened. Obviously, the headline was Dana slaps wife. And then I went in. Then I saw and I saw what happened. And then you read comment the comment. From, c- comment from Chrissy Gold Touch 69. Chrissy Gold Touch 69 just said, um, what is it? Uh, if you want, uh, you know what? If you want equality. Uh, <laughs> Fucking, it was so much. But of it's, that. it's so, it's so, it's so, um, it's so like either side of the conversation I saw because then I saw, I saw people so desperate to stand up for one side or another. That's what I thought was a bit odd. Like mm. you know, people would come back to me would so would would then ten times like they they'd say like he grabbed her wrist and he's ten times stronger and he could have snapped her wrist. So if I was in a situation, I'd have definitely cracked him. And I thought you've had to then exaggerate what his first action was in order to justify her hitting him. And mm. and I think the problem there is that there was no winners in this. No. Like and 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 I I think that Dana Dana or Dana Shu hates it when I call yep. him Dana, right? Yep. Dana, I don't give a monkey. I ain't gonna ever, ever meeting him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might be. He might be. The weird, do you know what the weird thing is? I I always said Dana. Yeah. For probably 10, 15 years, I said Dana. And then a few years ago, I heard someone say Dana, and I thought, I've only panicked. ever heard you say Dana. Really? Yeah, I've only ever heard you say Dana. Oh, okay, maybe I'm um, maybe I'm a fake memory syndrome. Uh, fair enough. It probably <laughs> only jumped out more as Dana, though. If you'd said Dana, I wouldn't notice it. Yeah, but, right, yeah. got you. Um, I, think that, I think it's just really sad. I think that the fact that either of them are just so... Like they, but they both hit each other. She was so quick to crack him, mm. and whether or not you can really go into like I, I've watched loads of people break down the psychology of why he touched her. Rich, well, that's because he knew that there was a slap coming. Well, the thing is, you can't judge that. You don't know that that's what she, uh, he no. was thinking. You you saw a very quick snapshot. All you know is that they both hit each other, and it's it's horrible. And 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 regardless of the wind up to that, I've done loads of things I regret, like. I have I have been slapped in the face by by a mate Mark Irvine, mm-hmm. one of the best mates. He was we were on a snowboarding holiday, and he, him and Greg and a few others in his room. I didn't know he was even in the room, but I was trying to sleep. It was like literally three a.m. and we weren't in our own chalet. It was a place where there was loads of other guests. Mm-hmm. And this room, I could hear it was getting out of fucking control. Like there was mad laughter at like four a.m. and I'm thinking. I'm going to go and tell him just to, uh, you know, calm it down. I knocked on the door. I didn't know Mike was in there. He opened the door and he fucking slapped me hard, slapped the taste out of my mouth. And before I knew it, because I'm a black belt, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't black belt in karate, but I used Wing Chun, I I just straight line punched him. (laughs) (laughs) Such a nerd. Such a nerd that your instinct is... (laughs) And I straight line punched him (laughs) off his feet. (laughs) <laughs> he fell back onto the sofa and I felt immediately awful. You but- put Danny's still beating heart. <laughs> but 
I didn't sleep the rest of the night because I felt so bad I'd hit my mate. So I do know sometimes that you can, that rage can overtake you. However, can I just finish this? Yep. I've had more than one female partner slap me, right? <laughs> but sometimes, like, never like, like superly vicious because of some, one of my deeds, mm. right? Or something that I've done. God, I make it sound like I do deeds all the time. I've done. Deeds. I'm not a bad boyfriend. <laughs> not because of one of my yeah, deeds. Let your new podcast. But I have had uh, girlfriends somewhat play play fight, slap me, but still crack me in the face. And I haven't hit them back. I've I've said we can't ever do that again. It's just not. It's just it. That should never be a thing. I know that you're half serious with it, but it's not a it's not a thing to do. Maybe it's me, but it's a real personal thing to get hit in the face mm-hmm. with with an open hand fist, regardless of who you are. I managed to stop myself, and I'm not sat here going, "Well, jo- Dana should have definitely said should have." Dana should have definitely done that or not. Yeah. Because in one way, I know what it's like to get instant rage. Mm-hmm. And in the other way, I also know what it's like to be hit but, in the face and then not act on it as well. Yeah. But for me, it's like, fuck, gender even. It's a massive size disparity. <sighs> oh, With God. you and Chris, there's a, a reasonable yeah. equality in size yeah, as, as, yeah. as who yeah. you are as, yeah, as, yeah. as humans. If a kid slapped me in the face, I wouldn't punch no, him. No way. I wouldn't slap him back. I wouldn't, not, it's in kid. not in front of their kids. I'd fart in their face or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Again, <laughs> if, if a kid's a slap in the face, or if someone who mm. was that much smaller yeah. and not as yeah. physically large as me, yeah. I would restrain myself. Yeah, yeah. I might restrain them. I might grab them mm. and say, don't do that and try and stop this. But yeah, yeah. you... You, 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 your reaction Mate. should never be. And he went for another. And I don't he went know for if, again and people broke I, it up. I don't know if that he went for the other because he didn't connect the first time and the, the sting was still it's there on his, on, his, on, his, on his thing. I think it, like what, Ariel, 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 the... Ariel. Um, Ariel. Um, Ariel. Uh, <laughs> like, I thought how he presented it was, was good, mm-hmm. but he's like... He, he done what I know who he is to be. Yeah, I know who and he is. And yeah. there's aspects of Dana is somewhat his perception of honesty, which I kind of respect. He try mm-hmm. he, he, sometimes I watch him in interviews and I go, yeah, I, I respect that. that like, I feel like you're being honest in that sentence. I'm watching him salivate over Paddy Pimlet, f- oh, fucking shilling for smell, him. Just, you could just see money, him just going, man. oh yeah, this is. It, he can it smell the money, who he was to me. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, you but, know, but, didn't you, I mean, a fucking we, 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 I just, <laughs> I don't know him, <laughs> and I'm not saying anyone's directly evil or good. But like that, then you know the second when he went in for the second slap, I was just like Jesus Christ. Mm. And you are right. Like even though I don't think he would have broken her wrist when he touched her wrist, mm. he's dominatingly larger than her yeah, as well. Massively we, so. I mean, again, we don't and know, a trained fighter. Yeah, we don't know the backstory you know? of what what comes to that. But regardless, the the real story here is we shouldn't be fucking hitting each other, man. Mm-hmm. Like and 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 as mm-hmm. as a president who has previously said, and I'm sorry, Stu, because I cut you cut you off earlier. So you can say whatever worthless um, comment you've got on this in a minute. Um, he's previously said that there's no coming back from, yeah, from that. Yeah, from hitting a woman. He's said that. Yeah. And and to me, like my dad has brought me up to never lay a hand on a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's um, in a way misogynistic in a way in the sense of what my dad has always been brought me up to stand up myself physically if it comes to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. That's not what we're here to discuss. But I know that I would never lay hands on a woman. He's said it and he's done the opposite, which mm-hmm. means he doesn't mean that. Like he took yeah. that hit 
and he then went and cracked her in a pub in a public place. Now maybe which the makes why you he, fearful of what goes on in a private yeah, place. Yeah, between both of them. Like mm. again, same for her. She's happy to fucking belt him. How do we know that? Again, it's all it's all like theorising. Like, is it because he's never hit her before, but because she did it in public, he felt embarrassed, and then he did it. Regardless, this is a no-win situation. And but regardless of what happened, he said there's no excuses. Although he said alcohol flowed, yeah. um, which and then, then he's, he's saying he's an excuse. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's not paid the price for it. And yeah. and whatever that price is, he's paid nothing for it, other than going, oh mate, there's no excuses for that. All right, cool. If there's no excuses. Um, you've apologised, but what are you going to do? He's a rat. Yeah. Stu, not- any highlights <laughs> for him, mate? Fuck him. He's a rat. He's a rat. He's a rat. <laughs> can, I, can I have a beer, please? Uh, Let's stop talking about that fucking sorry. rat. Uh, Stu, any highlights from the year or that you're looking forward to? Uh, I really enjoyed Wonder Boy's last fight. Wonder Boy and Kevin Holland oh, was a you know fucking what? joy. How amazing. What a fucking great are fight. Any of you watching at the weekend? Uh, it's, a 9 PM. it's not Gaslam anymore, is it? It's no, Sean... it's uh, Strickland. Yeah, has stepped in. Oh. It's not the best card, but it's a nine PM fight pass prelims yeah. and a midnight main card. So uh, I, I was excited to see uh, some fights being lined up for uh, UFC London: Lerone Murphy versus Nathaniel Wood. As much as I'm sad to see two absolute fucking amazing British fighters, uh, Lerone. <laughs> Unbeaten, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Woods never looked better. But Woods had a, had a rough, he looks had a couple amazing. of fights, but has looked in his last two fights, his trips and his calf kicks have been absolutely but, but devastating. He's moving up, he looks deadly. Yeah, and, and he's a small fighter for that division as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like uh, How, super excited for uh, that. Where do you sit on UFC events at this point? Because our friend Brian Lacey reached out about the early early tickets link and yeah. all that. I'm still on because you, you, you and me have gone to some great events over mm-hmm. the years, and I don't know if this is a boring age thing, but I'm now on the kind of thing of I've been to a load, I've felt the atmosphere, it's great. Now I want to watch in my living room with the best of you in the house, seeing everything in great detail, having a pizza, your having TV, my mates around. Your TV is so big. <laughs> like, Pip's, dick, <laughs> Pip's penis is so big. Like, <laughs> he doesn't need to leave the house anymore. But like, it is so big, the fighters are literally the same size. Oh, genuinely, it's like, why would I go all the way to London? And I you know, know I'm same. still quite COVID cautious and all this kind of thing. I, I won't bang same. on about it. But it's, every time things like that, like, I've had a few people going, you go in London. I'm thinking... Probably not, because we've and again, part of it is fucking snobbery because we've previously had front row or second mm-hmm. row time and time again. And if you're not in the front row or second row, it is a better view at home, mm. and you don't have to leave the house to go and do it and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it's like I don't expect to get front row or second row now. The sport is so much bigger and all this kind of thing. So yeah, every time it comes up, I'm kind of like, well. Yeah. I just want to watch him a living room. You've only in my started pals. enjoying going to the cinema while, while there's other humans there. So I mean, still, you're not I'm still gonna, not really into that. No, exactly. So you're not going to want to go. <laughs> As you get older, though, like I do find experiences tiring. Like, mate, the, not the, like when, physically, but I don't need to, that sort of thing. I don't need to be there for really. Was it me and you who went to see out the driving? Yeah, we sat and down. We had, had a lovely time. Yeah, I thought we were going to get standing, oh, no, and they I'm gave us. Seated tickets, and I was like, oh, that's oh, annoying. It's oh, it's fucking oh, lovely. It was, it was weird, Stu. We, I was we so reluctant. I was so reluctant because you know, Perfect we used to love view. crowd surfing, stage diving, mosh pit every funny. time. A mate of mine it's said, like, the, old, oh, the older nice. you get, the further out the crowd you get. It's so fucking true. Like, mm. and the sound I'm, is better. The sound is better. <laughs> yeah, the, like, yeah. 
a little bit further back. No, nah, not sitting. I've had a few where I've got bands that I grew up watching doing retrospective tours, going to see the Lemonheads, mm. going to see Grantley Buffalo, and my mate Jim booked like seats, and it was like who? Oh yeah, you would never have heard of them. Granted Buffalo. Grant Tiered Buffalo, yeah. Grant Tiered Buffalo. Grant Lee Buffalo. Grant Lee Buffalo. Uh, and and they come back and they play the seminal album and you watch it. It's seminal, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's like, <laughs> when we got there, and you're the sitting. Grant Tiered Buffalo seminal album. Grant Buffalo <laughs> Wings. <laughs> what are they called again? Grant Lee Buffalo. Oh, whatever, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make up a name for the podcast every time. But yeah, Sorry. sitting down. Fuck like that. A guess on on catchphrase. <laughs> I'll get the uh, Grantly uh, Buffalo wings, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can, can see Mr. Chips. What's he? Uh, uh, Grantly Buffalo? <laughs> no, that's good. But it, if it's up there, I'll give you. I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> Oh, I saw a fucking new order at the, the O2 in yeah. seats and he's like I don't want to sit down I want to just mm. I don't want to fucking crowd surf but I want to be able to move about a little bit <laughs> if I want to have a little dance I want to have a little dance deep vein trombosis yeah there's that to worry about <laughs> put on your socks that, that protect you from that got big old socks on big old socks are going to be sitting for a long time slippers which I've got <laughs> you, on you've now you've got slippers on now um <laughs> Is that covering our MMA talk? I feel I've let people down because I've just made us rant about Dana oh, slash did, Dana White. That. The thing thought, that bothers sorry. me about, no, I brought it up. I brought about it up. Dana I is the fact that so many fighters haven't said anything that yeah. are on the roster. Yeah. Because they're all scared. And a lot have defended it. Yeah. I did see something from DC today and it was like, he knows what he's done. He's come out. He's apologised for what he's done. He's aware of what he's done. He's aware that it's not right. And it's like, oh, just take that pay right. I used to hate when I worked at H&V at Beckton when I was running there Mangan brought me in and then left and it was me and a few other kind of management team and we had this security guard and he'd always just do stuff wrong like they, they, yeah. they he's not allowed to do it either turn up late or whatever and we'd, we'd get him in for a disciplinary he'd sit down and go look before we get started put my hands up it's my fault mm. I did it and after about the third time we had to kind of say, so you can't just do that because mm-hmm. that, that means you can just do what you want and then go, look, I put my hands up, I did it, I've apologised. It's like, nah, fuck it's off. It's strangely um, liberating doing that for, yeah. two, to, for two reasons. One, owning up to something is good good for yourself sometimes if you learn from yep. it. If you're then using it as a strategy to be able to continue to do it, it's a different thing. Yeah. And there's another. it's another thing that we call fogging, which is someone's pissed off with you so they go, oh, oh, for fuck's sake, Chris, you did this. So I say, yeah, I did. I'm really sorry. Yeah. And also it was bad because of da-da-da. It takes the absolute momentum away from the yeah, person saying what it. they were which, ready to now, come at you in, with. In some ways it's... Um, it's like Eminem in 8 Mile. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. I like where he slags himself he's, off he's first. One, yeah, yeah. He, it's called fogging, fogging yeah. the issue. Serious yeah. problem used to walk on stage and go, right, before we do anything, to let you know... We're the worst band you've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, that was a given. Most people who attending knew. A couple of everyone realised that anyway. But <laughs> yeah. like, before they say anything, yeah. beat you to it. Here we are. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was our MMA chat. Mm. Um, <laughs> to, to round up, up this episode, let's go on a positive. Okay. Old, old Chrissy Goldtouch, he did oh. a he did a proposal, didn't he? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, got um, he's, uh, he's been tied that. down. Mm, yeah, which was great help from the Love Ninja B. B Ducks. You don't have to lock your daughters up anymore. Chrissy's off the, <laughs> off the yeah. I'm off the menu. I'd feel well, on the side no, of sorry, caution. Sorry, no, no, sorry. Like, they're off my menu. Most caution, yeah. Just still, yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> mostly ninety percent. Keep an eye on them. Yeah, yeah, Def- yeah. How'd that absolutely. go, mate? Congratulations! Thanks, it was exciting. Yeah, you know, it was really... I know you talked to me about it a bit as you were th- were, th- were thinking about it, and uh, we're yeah. getting the yeah, 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 the um, the ring and whatnot. I think Molly never thought I, I would. The ring's mm. pucker. The ring's really nice, and uh, it's not it, it's not expensive or what um what people would say uh, tra- traditionally, but it's it's just so right. it's so Molly. Mm. But um, I guess so it's not really it. about that. Um, How did it go? So the plan, oh god, the initial plan was this is what I wanted to do originally was have I wanted my mum involved. This sounds yeah. mental, yeah. but. Um, I wanted to marry my mum and I couldn't. So, so uh, if she was there, at least if she was there, uh, I wouldn't. My, my plan was at the altar to, to get the priest to mumble my mum's name rather than Molly's. And in the speech, explain that my son was my uncle. Yeah. Do you take, take, take this, Christopher Glasson? And uh, and uh, so I wanted my mum there because, like, I think it's a big a big thing. And like, uh, my the films I watch, movie reviews I got this year, like lists of movies to talk about. It's just shit I watch with my mum. I love watching uh, films with my yeah. mum. And um, and so I wanted to do it in front of her, <laughs> and uh, she'd forget anyway if we did. And um, and the idea was I was I was going to have like Molly come over and mum say something along the line, get Molly to mum say she's dropped something under the sofa, which would have been fucking difficult mm. uh, with someone with advanced dementia. But there might have been a chance it worked and I would, I would have been willing to take that chance. But unfortunately, things happened with mum's health at the time, at that particular time. Uh, I didn't want to leave it any longer to to propose to Molly. It had been quite quite a few, quite a while. Uh, so I couldn't do that. So then basically... And, and Molly we, was going to figure you out any minute now and, 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 and <laughs> yeah. run for the hills. Yeah, like, exactly. Before she finds me out, yeah, I need to yeah. tie this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd recently been caught cheating, so I thought I've got to lock her down as, as quickly as possible. You sorted out the cellar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I figured worst case scenario, she says no and she'll be my first brick. Exactly. And um, anyway, so I thought we're in Margate. We, we do lots of walks along the beach. I'm going to do something beach related. And when I was clearing out my mum's house, because uh, obviously um, we had to move mum into care this year, and I just I threw, threw away most of the sentiment, her sentimental stuff. It was just weighing me down. But she had a, a, a valueless uh, glass bottle in the house, and I thought, I could do something with that. And so... Uh, <laughs> you popped up your bum on. Yeah, I, I did have another version of that, I didn't say. And uh, I thought, maybe I'll go for a walk and uh, put uh, the ring in the bottle and then have Molly discover it. Because mm. you live near the beach. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. A, yeah. A, a, a message in a bottle type Yeah, yeah. We like business. Walpole Bay and I thought maybe we'll do that. And um, uh, the first weekend I was going to uh, try and do it, which was on our uh, fourth anniversary. It, the weather was so bad in Margate. It was like when you guys got in that well, water, it felt like that out of the water. It was well, that so was the weekend cold. I was about because I was going to help That's originally, right, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. when you decided to do it, I wasn't mm. about. And 
Yeah, so we had to cancel that. But then B said, like, the weekend I decided, which was Easter bank holiday, it was fucking, it was going to be glorious sun. Her mum and her sister were coming down, which was going to just spoil my weekend. But I mm. thought, well, I'll lighten it up. I can't just, have my mum. Just, just joking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just rubbing my face in it. Um, no, uh, Jenny, Jenny, her mum and Daisy were coming down, which is really cool. And I kind of think Molly's very close to her mum and her sister. So I thought it's cool if they're there. Mm. So, but it's just like putting a message in a... I decided not to put the ring in the bottle because mm-hmm. if I put it in the beach, maybe someone will nick it. I'm not saying they would, but if you were hard yeah. at money, there's often times when I've not had much money... And I've seen an opportunity and been tempted by it. Opportunity, opportunity. I have done um, predominantly my mum, but I still want to marry her. Amount of proposals you've ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Yoink! (laughs) Do you know what? It's fucking difficult to arrange someone naturally walking across an empty bottle in the beach because of tides. Yeah, and so we had to do all the tide timing, and I had to. I decided to put a note in the bottle and when she, Molly was away the week before, I was constantly, because my handwriting is dog shit. I tried finding nice font, but none of that would have worked. So I even started learning calligraphy to write it in, to an extent that would be passable. Anyway, I did it and I did learn like my old school when I was like nine. Did you ever do that class at school where you made paper look old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. I did that. Tea bags and burning around the edges were like a fucking treat. And the funny thing is, when I burned it around the edges, like like such a stupid dick, I did it in the, um, I think it was in the bathroom, and Molly was due back in about an hour. So there was all smoke in the house, so I was running around chasing the smoke out of the house. (laughs) Managed to get the message written, but it wasn't till the morning, because I wasn't sure I was going to definitely do it that week. Then the sun looked good. I thought, it has to be now. And in the morning, I had to roll the message up really tightly and then t- tip it in the bottle. But the bottle, it could have got stuck in there. So I had to like out figure out more. how to... Well, I still put it in the cork because I wanted to look mm-hmm. a certain way. I had to figure out a way of doing that. And so I was rolling up this message like a joint at like 6am on my street. I got up early before anyone else had, went out of the house, rolled it up, and it did look like I was setting up a spliff. So it just looked odd. And then uh, found a spot on the, the beach that would be the ideal spot, drop-pinned it to both uh, to B and her her friend who I had to deliver it to. Yeah. Because her homegirl, B wasn't in because she I think she was coming back at like midday. She had something going on, like something unexpected happened that day. So it was yeah. maybe going to not be there. Yeah. So it was all dramatic. It was a massive so was. risk. I thought like B might so not get back. it was a lovely neighbour that was going to help out. That's yeah, right. yeah. About I, that yeah. So a neighbour took the, took the, took the bottle with the message in it. And then, and then Molly and her mum and sister awkwardly were like fucking around when they wanted to go for a, uh, a walk on the beach. I say that like, like her, her mum and sister had any choice in this. It was actually because there's circumstances which dictate when I can do things with my partner. That sounds so mental, but I won't go into it any further. No, it's all, it's, it's about his willy. It's about, it's about when I can get it's, hard. It's about his, it's, <clears throat> it's seven erections every night. <laughs> I knew, I knew I had to do it at this particular tide, mm-hmm. but it was going to be like within like a 10 minute window of the bottle going underwater. Mm. So it's very, very anxiety ridden. Yeah. But but eventually we got I got Molly down there with her mum and her sister and I'd explain to her mum and her sister, just hold back at this part of the beach. 
and I said to Molly, because often oysters show up or the oyster shells show up. And I was like to Molly, look, do you want to look for, shall we look, start looking for oysters? The bottle was in the sand, quite prominent. And I was like, let's look for oyster shells. And God bless her. She <laughs> she was looking around. I mean, she's actually not going to see it. And But eventually she did. And uh, she was like, oh, it's a, there's a bottle here. I was like, weird. But, okay, Molly, let's let's crack on. And she was like, I'm really, really serious. There's a bottle here. I thought, oh, finally, I've got, I've got a catch. So just act dismissive of it. And that will make her become more like, focused on getting it and then she was like well can you get it out for me because I'm obviously a personal servant <laughs> and on this instance I, I said no look, look you found it you you get it out and then she got it and she's like there's a message in there I was like you know uh, you know uh, pull the other leg babe and then she dug out the message she write it, read it and now I'd written a little poem about our relationship and she, I think she was in shock because at the end I then got down on my knee, which is finishes the poem. I honestly can't remember it now. And, um, and then proposed. And she, like, I know that I was pretty confident she'd say yes, but she was in such shock she could barely say yes. I think she probably thought I was never going to actually mm. actually say. But yeah, she said yes. And, you know, B, B like was the one who planted the bottle. And um, weirdly, there was a professional photographer that I hadn't hired who was um, just like there? Yeah, and he took he took some photos and or be a, cool and bumped that? into him and he was yeah, like, "Oh, yeah. are you about for a minute?" Yeah, yeah, be, <laughs> like, can, like, can, like, you, yeah can, can you just hang around pictures? and take some professional photos? Which is ace because Molly looked great, but at the time I had like I didn't think of this because it was a little little bit on the week I decided. Oh, so I'd have got my hair cut. But my hair, I just looked like, my hair was like really long and lank. And the photos just looked horrible. What's that homeless guy doing to Molly? (laughs) She's not going to, don't say yes, whatever you do. But she looked great. I looked awful. And a professional photographer captured that moment. So it was was dope. And God God bless Molly for saying yes. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was cool. I love it. it. Cuties. Well, wrapping up this one. Hmm. Was there any music from this year? Any podcasts of your own or that you enjoyed? On the music front, I'm fucking useless. Self-Esteem's album blew me away. Prioritise pleasure. I think it's fantastic. I I, I love watching her performances. I think it's really enjoyable. I think she's fucking Um, cracking. Yeah, she she's really she's she's awesome. I like I like the choreography. I'm feeling that. Um, I thought Kendrick Lamar's album was pretty Mm -hmm. fucking decent. I think he might be my top five now. Yeah, I often think he's the uh, Kanye West that Kanye wish wish he could have been. He's experimental and brilliant and. uh, not a bellend. Not as problematic as some of Kanye's struggles. Um, there you go. That's mine, Stewie. Go on, make up another band. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wings. No, Delbert. no I, I, I've not had loads of stuff that's blown me away this year. I like the Jamie T record. I'm looking forward to hearing the new music from 86 TVs, which is Hugo White, Felix White. Oh, wow. Uh, right. Uh, their new project. And their, that Hugo produced a Jamie T record and has been playing guitar for, for Jamie T on this, this recent tour. But, uh, yeah, named oh. after a, uh, a I Am Clute record, 86 TVs. I Am uh, Clute. Actually, I know those. And, uh, yeah, so looking forward to hearing what, what they're coming up with. You fucking uh, are Clute, you cunt. Some new stuff from Billy No Mates I'm excited about. And uh, But, yeah, that's... That it. sounds like bullshit. <laughs> but apart from that, no, there's not been loads of music that's blown me away this year. Well... 
And let's wrap things up and do one more episode. You got one more in you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You got one more in me. I've got one more in you. Definitely been really well behaved. Um, yeah, we've all been quite mm. well behaved. Shots. Um, oh, I'll end mm, this episode no, I said no. by letting you know that this year I auditioned for, I was so hoping I'd get it so I could just tell you about it on the drunk cast. Mm. Magic Mike's Last Dance. <laughs> Imagine if I'd got to be in the final Magic Mike film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Magic Mike is so good. I know you guys won't acknowledge Did it. I, didn't I was the one who recommended to you uh, Magic Mike Double XL? Um, no, I'd already watched that. I watched that actually, when it came out. Because yeah, me and Molly it. watched that, the second one, and it was pretty shit. Like, we watched the first one. It's not one as good. I still good. really enjoyed it. But yeah, I did. A, did I tell you about the time I did a, a, a strip tease for Molly? No, we've got time Mike. on this episode, or should we start the next episode we'll with that? The next episode, we'll start the next episode with Chris's bow, strip tease bow, for Molly. Bow, bow. And we'll also go into Russians in London. Ooh, See you shortly. Dartford. And Dartford. We'll start with either... We've told the, the Dartford, Dartford story. We've not. We've told we the Dartford We'll start with either Dartford, Russians in London. In fact, we'll start with all three. All right. Dartford, <laughs> Russians in <laughs> London, and your striptease. All right. all right, we'll see you in a bit. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was part three. I hope you enjoyed that. Man, I'm getting these intros and outros shorter and shorter. I'll see you in part four. Ta-ta.